and welcome to the Scottish Indie Podcast. Today I'm delighted to welcome along Jodie, or as most of the listeners will know, or better as, Sylvie. How are you doing, pal? Hello, Andy. I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And it's great to have you back on. Uh, a lot has been happening since then. Many, many firsts for you as a musician. Can you give us a wee bit of background as to what you've been doing over the, the course of 2022 so far? Yeah, 2022 has been a pretty busy one. It's been my busiest so far, but it's been good because it's it's meant that there's been a lot of progress made and a lot, as you say, a lot of firsts. So um, yeah, I've got a band together. Uh, we've had our first show. I've done my first show down south. Um, brought out a new single at the start of the year. So yeah, it's just been, I've just been trying to really focus this year on mainly live stuff because obviously there was such a lack of that when I first started because I started during the pandemic. So do you feel that you're kind of almost learning on your feet now? You're, you're getting that that experience and building up momentum, whereas previously that really wasn't possible? Totally, yeah. I think the main thing for me has been learning as I go because, as I say, it's a lot of stuff I've never done before. It's the first experience of everything. So um, the things that go good, I'm like, okay, I need to do it like that again. And then the things that go horrifically, <laughs> at least I know that, you know, don't do that again, basically. And um, it gives you hindsight and it gives you the time to reflect on it and see what went wrong and then see what you need to do next time to to make sure that it goes a bit smoother. Yeah, and that's, I suppose that given that you've been presented with quite a lot of opportunities just now, does that help mean that you don't get too disheartened if, for instance, show has sound problems or you don't feel like your, your voice was quite right? You, you don't get too disheartened. You've got another opportunity just around the corner. Um, oh, God, I... I think you still you still get disheartened because you're you're human and you kind of yeah I'm quite sensitive as well and I and I think as well because I really really care about this like I've always said that this is a de- I've definitely proven to myself that I can be a really dedicated person because throughout my life at school or whatever I was always really kind of like with exams or anything or clubs at school and stuff I was always just kind of I'd, I'd take it or leave it I was never really that bothered about anything but music has always been such a constant and now actually trying to pursue it more professionally um or as a career or whatever I'm I'm recognizing things in myself that I've never really saw before like bouncing back after stuff that's happened that's been quite negative or stuff like that so I think I would be lying if I said it, it. it's water off a duck's back because it's not always, but I think when you really care about something, it's it's easier to bounce back and it's easier to be like, okay, well, we just, you know, that's happened and now on to the next one, as you were saying, sort of like there's a new opportunity on the horizon. So just important to to work towards that one now. Tell us about a couple of those firsts that you mentioned at the, the start of the podcast, the, the first gig at at King Tut's must have been quite an occasion for you. It's obviously a, a stage that's been graced by the great and the good of world music. It must have been a, a real thrill for you to get the opportunity to play there. And of course, you've got that summer sessions gig coming up later on in the summer as well uh, to, again, build on that experience. Yeah, Um I did not have on my agenda this year to play King Tut's. I had worked towards playing King Tut's, but um, I didn't I didn't think, no, sorry. So 2021, I didn't have on my agenda, but then I got the email through for um, to do the, the New Year's Revolution because that show I just did in May was supposed to be for the New Year's Revolution show, which should have been in January, but obviously because of COVID, um, it's only just happened. But... I remember when that came through, it was it felt so premature in my, my plans or whatever because I, I did not expect that to be an opportunity that presented itself to me at all. So when I got that, it really reaffirmed to me that it was really special and, and I wanted it to to go well. Um but <laughs> 
but then when I actually did the show I psyched myself up so much for it that like I'm a really anxious person and I just psyched myself up way too much and ended up losing my voice (laughs) so um but as I say like things like that happen and at the time it was devastating but now I look back at it and I go okay that's been so valuable for me to to happen to me so early on as well because now and, and as well as what you're saying like even though that didn't go the exact way that I imagined it to go I've got this other one coming up and I've got that opportunity to to redeem myself or or try again or have a second chance or whatever so um yeah I think like there's always a positive to be found in things that happen to you that don't go your way and it's definitely made me so much stronger and I've taken so many more I've taken so much more precautions now and really tried to work on myself and I'm you know I'm seeking help from people that I've never approached before um just to try and build on myself and make sure that I'm the best version of myself so that things like that I can avoid in future but yeah King Tuts was really fun (laughs) I know that you're kind of keen to to talk about the here and now but see if if you put yourself back 18 months and when you weren't playing in the full band setup, do you believe that these opportunities would have arisen? And it, it seems like ever since you have kind of taken that leap of faith, the support that you've had as well, that the amount of people are sitting to you two or three months ago, I was down in Manchester, uh, we went to see Dictator and there's a few people wearing your T-shirt, well, the, the thought of that. And I didn't get that impression that, sense that you were kind of on a, an upward trajectory if you like but the, the speed of it has been quite rapid since you, since you kind of branched out on your own and then then set up the full band yeah the the t-shirt just in general when everybody that bought t-shirts bought t-shirts it was I I really thought that it would be a handful of people and it would maybe be like my mom and a couple of friends maybe some people from the music community that were just kind of like doing it as a favor or to be nice or whatever but when I was doing the t-shirts when they were coming through I was seeing that there was people that names that I didn't recognize and in places that I'd never heard of and that was that was crazy to me because as you say it's not something that I ever thought especially similar to the King Tuts thing like it, it happened way sooner than I thought it would Um, But I think it's also important to recognise that a lot of people, this happens to them overnight. And actually for me, as as you say, it has sort of been 18 months. So it's not, it doesn't feel completely overnight. And all the stuff that goes on in between, there's a lot of hard work and a lot of rejection that happens that maybe, for example, people don't see. Um, I've, you know, I've applied for things or I've put myself forward for things and, and they've not transpired. So um yeah obviously online people see the good stuff that happens but you don't always see the stuff that you don't get and I think probably every musician that comes on here I'll agree with that um in the sense that you post the good stuff you don't necessarily like let anybody know the the stuff that you've not got because like for example see that you know that um the competition thing the BBC competition thing that it was I think it was like the Scottish Act of the Year or something yeah. I really kick myself about this because when that came about, um, I accidentally submitted the wrong song and you can't take it back. So once you'd submitted it, that was it. You had one chance. <laughs> I accidentally submitted the wrong one. And I, I bet myself up about that so much. And I thought that could have been such a massive opportunity and you've just been careless about it and all these different things. And and then I thought, do you know what? If I had even, you know, got a sniff of a possibility of even being considered for it, I feel like I'm glad it didn't. Ha- and then, you know, there's loads of things that other that, that never happened as well um, that I've put myself forward for whatever. And, and I do actually genuinely think like, I'm quite glad it, it never because I've had that chance to, to really sort of be more um, under the radar sort of thing um, with with what I'm doing because if I had been 
if I had got so much success so quickly, then it, I wouldn't have been able to make these mistakes so um, easily. I, it would have been under a spotlight a bit more. So, for example, the thing that happened at King Tut's when I lost my voice and stuff, if that had been you know, a bigger show or a bigger opportunity, then it would have it would have been much further to fall. Whereas right now I'm, I'm still very much at the beginning. But yeah, the things like the T-shirts and, and stuff, they were, that, that was a lovely boost. It was amazing that people wanted wanted to support me in that way. It does seem like you're, you're picking up followers, if you will, along the way. You've got a, a core of supporters that are coming along to every gig that, will support you in everything you're doing and and that must be a really nice feeling I know we're going about the kind of feeling of community and such like but just having people looking out for you and people that are are going to have your back at, at every turn that that's possibly just as important as having that kind of feeling of community it's almost like a kind of friendship base that you, you've built up as well as fans of your music I t- yeah I totally agree you'll know as well from being part of that community and then you get you know your little friendships in between and we're all a community but then you find people who you click with a little bit more or connect with a little bit more and I've I've definitely found that with a few people and even people who are in the community and we don't talk all the time when I took a a brief sort of you'll you'll have experienced this as well because I know that you took a, a little bit of a break as well off Twitter and stuff um that you you go off and you think no one's even going to notice but then you come back on and there's messages from people asking if you're okay (laughs) and that's just the loveliest thing in the world because you I genuinely didn't think that people would notice when I stopped tweeting for a while but actually people were concerned and people were just not that they thought anything bad had happened but they were just kind of like oh is everything all right and um, I think you were one of them actually yeah, I, see, I'm I'm murdered for this as well, I must confess, because I, I go through spells, and, and just now is one of those spells where I've really got like, the bit between my teeth and I'm desperate to pull on and get loads of episodes recorded and everything's 100 miles an hour. And then you can guarantee in four weeks' time, I'll be sitting here going, nah, I need to switch everything off, I, I need to take a step away, and it's... I just go through that cycle constantly where there's momentum and there's almost kind of real enthusiasm for for really speaking to people and doing it, recording almost day in, day out, and then suddenly like life just hits you with work and your social life and podcasts and everything else, and it just gets to you to the point where you're like, no, I can't deal with this anymore, and it only kind of takes small things in social media to trigger me to the point where I don't want to use it, which is uh, is maybe a bit fickle, but it's um, it is, it's really kind of it's quite humbling and quite touching when people that I've not even met in in person are getting in touch just to say, "Hey, I've noticed you've not kind of checked in for a couple of weeks. How's things?" And it's more just I think it's just these wee kind of online conversations that are quite a quite a soothing process sometimes yeah I agree and I think I think it's it's testimony as well to how how open you are about it as well because you don't just disappear you always kind of give everyone a bit of a heads up um so would you say you're quite a kind of all or nothing person like you're kind of all in or all out technically I think it's more with with things like this because I do quite a bit of writing as well and I can quite often with the writing it's kind of published work that is to deadline so I've not got a choice but to to make my deadline I've not got the opportunity to maybe turn around and say listen I'll come back to this in two or three weeks because you would just be told okay well (laughs) you're not doing it anymore Uh, but with this I, I think I've got a wee bit more freedom now it's kind of, I never thought it would overtake writing. Uh, certainly has now. But yeah, I, I think you can kind of, you can hit a wall with it a wee bit in terms of, I'm very, very critical of myself. Uh, and you can sit and listen to things and go, you, you almost hear too much of your own voice. I think that's maybe the problem. And I can only imagine what it's like for people like yourself. Um, but 
just think, oh God, you're talking absolute nonsense here. Just shut up and you're hearing it and you're editing it. And it's just kind of, it becomes a wee bit all-consuming and just, you get a wee bit fed up, I suppose. But uh, I, I, I think all or nothing's pretty close to the, the mark. I just don't want to admit to it. No, no, I get you. I get you. Because I, I think, um, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm on the all or nothing. I would say I'm more on the side of like very one track mind. So like if I've got a project for one thing, then it needs to be that as the priority and everything else takes a back seat until that that thing that's that that needs to take precedency is done. But yeah, I was gonna say, what number of podcasts is this that you're doing? Like how many have you done so far? Because you've been doing it for what, two years now? Forty. Uh, <laughs> about a year and a year and a bit. Incredibly, right. it was only kind of April, March, April time last year that it started uh so yeah 40 podcasts as as of today your episode 40 oh oh that's brilliant oh happy to be here oh that's no but yeah that like that in itself are you going to celebrate when you get to 50 or something i don't know we'll definitely do something uh the thing is it's it's quite good to kind of got a bit six or seven lined up just now and there's a few kind of already stored ready to go so it's 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 a different kind of process from what it used to be because it, it used to be the case that I felt myself kind of sitting there going right I'm going to need to contact people I really hope people respond I've now kind of I don't know without kind of patting myself on the back I, I think I've kind of built up enough of a reputation that people can come on and they'll enjoy it and they'll get something out of it uh, whether that be just kind of a bit of promo further down the line or people listening and checking them out so I find more people actually come to me rather than the opposite way around now which is which is quite nice and and certainly not something I expected when I started it that's for sure. Yeah that's a sign that you're doing something right and that's a sign that it's clearly something that people are listening to and then going oh I would quite like to to do that because I listen to them I, I listen you know especially if it's one of my friends or even if it's not one of my friends um, I think this was the, my top podcast for 2021 on uh, Spotify. Nice to hear. I'm, I'm delighted at that. Yeah, and it'll probably be it'll probably be for 2022 as well. Um, but yeah, actually, I was with I was I don't know if this will be a spoiler or not, but I was with someone at the weekend, and we we both uh, said that we were doing the podcast this week. So yeah, they're with you on Friday, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to. Get- I'm not going to give the rest of that away, though. But, uh, yeah, there'll be episode 41. <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh, that's so fun that we'll be back-to-back episodes. Because, yeah, we're... Yeah, anyway, your listeners don't know. So we'll just, yeah, definitely listen listen out for the next one, guys. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> right, anyway, back to yourself, because this isn't about me. Uh, Rain, you really start at the start of the year. Uh, Late February, I think it was that the single came out. How have you found the reaction to that? It certainly seems to have been very, very positive. Yeah, ah, do you know what Rain was? I was very apprehensive about Rain because it's the most experimental one, and I think I've learned from it in so many ways. Because now I'm pulling back a bit now, and I'm my next single will be more in my not necessarily even in my comfort zone but more in my comfort genre let's just say whereas rain was just a complete stab in the dark at oh I hope that like this would be cool um but as well I think because of the situation I'm in I I fund everything myself and I have to do everything myself I don't have anybody telling me you know you need to do this and here's money to do this or whatever um so for me it was kind of like oh crap, I've not released a song since summer 2020. Um, 20, well, what year are we? Wait, I think it was, no, summer 2021. And I was very, very aware of the fact, as you say, there's like that momentum that you need to somehow upkeep. And I was very conscious of that I was slacking a little bit. And I don't know if that's through um my own fault or if that's because it was just circumstantially I didn't 
I wasn't able to put out anything but I was very aware of it and so I thought okay I've been working on this for a while in the studio it's very very it's a risk compared to any of my other ones but I'll put it out and at least it buys me time to work on another one and then um, I moved out and I have so many more expenses now that I had all these grand plans that I was going to follow up with this and that and all these different things, but I ended up it ended up falling through because I just didn't have the funds to be able to do it. So now I'm finally going to be putting out a new one in July and it's more in my comfort zone. But rain really surprised me because even though I didn't have the most confidence in it myself, so many people really liked it and really gave me a, a, a boost about taking that that risk and. Um, they, they've they've said that they really enjoyed the risk and it's good that they've stuck with me even though it has been such a jump compared to any of the other ones um, especially because the previous two were ballads and then Rain is like a mix of alternative hip-hop, rock like just a load of different genres all put in one and um, yeah, it's, it, I mean it's been the best performance song on in terms of stats and stuff so it's it's worked well and uh, I really love doing it live but yeah I, I can't see myself bringing out another one like Rain because the anxiety and the pressure I put on myself when it was coming out and for the promo and stuff and I was I was getting a lot of knockbacks with the promo like a lot of people were saying it's just too far out it's just not what what we would promote and stuff and oh I was a mess like I was I was like should I just pull it like I I almost never released it I almost took it down before it even went live because I was just so scared of of failing I suppose but then I just pushed through like I do with everything I just go fuck it like we're all gonna die anyway so (laughs) um yeah and 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 it did it paid off and people do really like it so that's all I can ask for that it's you know spoke to someone in some way was that kind of that kind of reaffirm your your stance? The fact that you then press the button on it, you've got that release, and then people are feeding back and and people are enjoying it. And I, I saw kind of I think we must have spoken at the Silver Heart gig round about that time that the song was released, and you were in really good spirits. And you've been doing quite a lot of kind of podcasts around that time and it just seemed like things were, were going really well and you had a, a real spring in your step and and that was nice to see and it surely kind of backed up the the fact that you did believe in what you were putting out and it paid off. Yeah because I believe in it in the sense that I, I quite like it but I'm very aware of the fact that other people won't and that's okay but I think my other ones had been more safe so yeah I was I was very excited at that gig that I met you at though because it was one of the first gigs back after such a long period of because we'd went into that Christmas lockdown thing and then that was was that February yeah, that, that was properly shit the one in December that really kind of for some reason that one hit me worse than the rest of them because it just had just come out of isolation as well, uh, but it was horrible to see like everyone seemed to get COVID round about Christmas as well. So, yeah, it was yeah. just like a other Christmas with people being apart and it's just oh, it's crap. It's... I know it was like a step backwards, wasn't it? After a wee bit of progress, a wee bit of light, and then just shut back into the darkness. Nice away again. <laughs> I know. But no, it was, really, it was there, and I was so glad that you like that you recognized me and then like said to me who you were because I'm the worst for I mean I don't actually think but I don't think I knew what you looked like anyway so I was glad that you said to me who you were because obviously then I I wanted to talk to you yeah I normally come in disguise but I I decided for that one night only that I would (laughs) and that that was kind of it was it was a weird night as well because it was one of those ones where Sure, other half she wasn't well, so ended up going myself, and then I ended up in a pub in uh, Argyle Street until about three o'clock in the morning after it as well. Uh, so it was it was quite a it was quite a celebration, but it was it was just a 
it was a good gathering. There were so many different artists and musicians supporting other bands. It was great to see because, and it's something that I've discussed before on here, but I was gutted for Silverhar having to pull their, their most recent gig because I, just like yourself, they put, they put so much into to what they do and to have all that preparation and excitement kind of just torn away from you through no fault of their own. And the thing is, there's just so much on just now and maybe people are a wee bit wary still to, to commit to to buying gig tickets just given the the current circumstances and the possibility that something might go wrong. Um, is, is that something that that's kind of at the back of your mind at times as well, because there has been so many events that people have got excited for and then unfortunately for whatever reason have had to be postponed. And I think there is still a bit of reluctance. I know that it's kind of all full steam ahead just now, but it's not really went away. <laughs> the, the, the pandemic's still ongoing and I, th I think people are still maybe that little bit more cautious than they were back in 2019, for instance? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I mean, COVID, just because it's not on the news anymore, it's actually still, it's still going about. My boyfriend was at a stag do at the weekend and he, they all, they all caught it um, last weekend. So um, it's definitely still there. And I, yeah, I think with the tickets, I'm I'm already I'm already anxious about tickets. Thinking no one's going to come. Who am I to put on a gig? Like who do I think I am trying to you know fill a venue and stuff? So with COVID on top of that, it's it, yeah, it's definitely something that you worry about. But um, I think you just have to you just have to like it's one of those ones people people can either be really really cautious and not do anything like like going outside with covid or like not putting on a gig or you can just do it and you can just go well I'll just hope for the best and hope that you know life goes on the world still is turning you have to just keep going so it is a shame that the likes of the silver Heart gig had to be cancelled and um and there's been a few gigs that I've seen that have had to be cancelled but I've I've actually been lucky that that all the gigs that I've done um, this year anyway haven't been cancelled. But God, twenty twenty one, literally every single gig that I booked was cancelled. So I I totally totally feel for them because it's so it's so discouraging when you're working hard and you're rehearsing and 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 when it's a, a band as well, you make such an effort to book the practices and it's money to, to book a practice and all these different things. It's not just when I was a solo artist practicing in my living room, it, it, it's actually so much goes into putting a band on stage behind the scenes. So yeah, it's, it's rubbish, but I have more faith in it now. I think people are seeing that the, the world has to keep going and with the, the vaccine and stuff, the cases of COVID haven't been so bad and um, yeah, it's just about trying to get get back on the horse and keep going. And then talking about the the tax gig, a wee bit more the the one at the end of August. The, the summer sessions is has been a almost like a breeding ground for emerging acts to to get that platform. It's the kind of thing that someone that's got an interest in music will go along in any given night, and they're almost guaranteed to see something that they they enjoy is that how you're viewing it as well as a as a platform if you will to perform to some people that may or may not have ever heard of your your music a real chance to impress yeah I think so I always try to see every gig I do as that I think there's always going to be someone in the audience unless the audience is literally your mum then uh, there's always going to be someone in the audience that that doesn't know you and hasn't ever heard of you and that's a great feeling when you come off stage and you see that you've got like a new follower on Instagram and they've tagged you in a video because they've they've taken a video and put it on their story or whatever like those tiny wee things that just let you know that that is you're you're slowly slowly evolving and growing and my growth has been really small it's been I, I keep track of it each month um just to sort of 
I started at at the start of the year um, just to see what you know by the end of the year how I've done each month and and what's caused me to to grow more each month and stuff and um, I really appreciate when even just one new person uh, likes what I'm what I'm doing so yeah the likes of Tuts I mean I've went to the um, summer nights and the the re- the New Year's Revolution festivals before um sometimes not even to see a specific act but just to buy a ticket on a Saturday night and go um just yeah and I've really enjoyed it but I've been a few times to see friends and it was always something that when I went to see friends I was always like oh I would I would love to work towards this and and now that that's what I'm doing it feels like a nice full circle moment because I remember being in the audience and looking on the stage and thinking oh, I would love to do that so yeah it's nice to think that I'm part of it because as you say it's about it's about celebrating the new up-and-coming bands the ones that are hopefully in three five years going to be doing really well so it's nice to think that all the people who are on the poster as well are at a similar stage to me or a little bit higher a little bit you know um a little bit less um experienced in live stuff um but it's nice that we're all going through it together and we'll all always be on that poster together so yeah it's a nice it's a nice thought to think that the people who are on it now in five years where they'll all be and it's it's cool to be part of that yeah it's cool it's it's nice as well when you look back at, at some of these lineups and you kind of consider where where people are just now and there will be bands that have maybe fallen by the wayside but there'll be I think from half a dozen to a dozen bands that have went on and, and done really really well and are headlining venues 10 times the size of touch so it's it's great to see you know I think it is a, a really good opportunity you touched on something that I'm quite interested in I, I spoke to David from the Muldoons on the last podcast and he mentioned the fact that there was maybe a wee bit less pressure on them when they got back together because they were all professionals in the the tech industry and they'd done pretty well for themselves and they kind of forged careers so they had a wee bit of money behind them when they it came to reforming the band meaning that there was less pressure kind of to make it a success you mentioned that your the costs involved and being in a band are, are quite drastic and it's a, a real kind of survival of the fittest type environment. How how difficult is that not having the the backing of someone and you you think about things like the the Spotify fees for for plays, it is so much of a pittance, it's it's absolutely disgusting. It's it must be really, really difficult for new and emerging acts to to survive right now yeah I mean yeah I because I'm a solo artist but I have a band I pay for everything because the band are um session they're they're a permanent band in the sense that it's always the same band but they're so they're the band for Sylvie but theoretically like they're working as a session musician um but we don't really see it like that but that is theoretically what it is so they're I have to pay them um I want (laughs) I've said that like I don't want to I, I pay them because I want to um but then also I've taken it upon myself to say you guys don't need to pay anything towards anything so like I pay for all the rehearsals and I pay for travel if we need to go to a gig like I paid when we went down south and stuff because I see that as a sort of a courtesy because it's not their band it's it's my band sort of thing so um and that's not me saying that like to be um to have this sort of hierarchy or anything I just mean because I feel an obligation to pay because um they're doing they're doing it for me sort of thing so um it's a lot and like I work full time and I live on my own. Um, I pay for a flat in Edinburgh. So it's quite a lot. I don't have a lot of disposable income to be able to just shove into music and and do a lot. So it it does mean there's a lot of sacrifices made in order to pay for music stuff. And that's the reason why, because 
I've been gigging or trying to make the focus on gigging and getting the band together this year, it's meant that the recording side of things has had to take more of a back seat because I've not had as much money to be able to record. So yeah, it's it's difficult because as well at this level, you don't get paid that much for gigs. And I I just give all the money that I make for gigs to the, the band um, to pay them for their time. So it's yeah I, I don't really I've, I've not made any money from music at all and it'll be really nice when I finally do because um yeah I've I've not made anything yet it'll just be nice to be like oh I've made this and this is because of hard work <laughs> yeah absolutely well I feel like a bit of a broken record because we do go on about community and, and stuff like that quite a lot but there was, there was something really kind of special that you did at the start of the year when you collected a video for your friend, Kimberly Forsyth, who has bravely been battling cancer for quite some time. Now, the response she got and was absolutely phenomenal and it was a real kind of privilege to, to contribute myself. Things like that are, are pretty startling, like the fact that you had the kind of idea and you went and ran with it and, and saw it through to such a, a lovely conclusion. And and you're kind of quite often seem to be kind of talking about really important issues and and seem to have a real kind of social conscious when it comes to things like that. Um, firstly, what what brought the idea of the the video messages? Uh, so it, it was it was a lovely thing to do, and it, it clearly meant so much at, at such a difficult time. Yeah, I just think that. Kimbo, I mean, I call her Kimbo. Um, I just think she's just one of the most selfless people ever. And um, she's been through so much, but she still manages to brighten everyone's day so much um, and go to gigs in between her chemo. And she's just really, really inspirational. And I felt like there was this urge that I just needed to, to do something for her or give her something. And I was trying to think of all the things I could do and I was like what can can I buy or something like can I send it to her house should I get her flowers like I just felt this urge to want to give something to her to try and in some way give back for the way she's with everyone but also like personally to me she's just been such a beautiful beautiful person she's like a a big sister sort of figure to me um and I just think she's so deserving of of kindness. And um, I, I couldn't think of anything sort of gift-wise that could match the way that she makes people feel. So I just, I was like, how can I, how can I explain this to her and, and let her know? And then I knew that she was going to be going for one of her last ever chemos. And I thought, what can I do to sort of give her that boost? Because even though on social media, she's so positive and everything, like, there, she she went through so much and and she didn't let anybody think that um that she was she was she was always just so positive but behind the scenes like anybody who's had a family member go through that or whatever knows that it's not easy um and yeah I just basically wanted to give her that boost before chemo and I thought if I just get as many people as possible to send her a message then I'll I'll put them all together and then give it to her the morning before she goes on her chemo and uh, thankfully a lot of people got back to me and made it so special yourself included um and yeah so many people that I asked managed to get back to me and then I also got other people from the community to ask around as well so that I wasn't missing anyone out um so yeah and if and if you're listening and you weren't included I'm so sorry it wasn't that I didn't want to it was that I just didn't know that you knew Kimbo or whatever um but yeah so it was it was really really nice to do that and again just proves what a powerful thing community is and and it totally totally lifted her and uh, now she's cancer free and she's gone through her chemos and it's a lovely thing that she has to look back on for probably a really dark time in her life yeah absolutely it was a, a fantastic thing for you to do so so well done again in terms of the community and local bands experiencing success, you're obviously good friends with Dictator. They supported them at broadcast earlier on in the year. 
the trajectory that they're on right now is is quite phenomenal. It just seems like they've got the world in the palm of their hands, to be perfectly honest with you, just given the the way that things are going for them. It must be really pleasing for you to see friends achieving such great things and producing some really good stuff as well. Yeah, I've always been such a massive fan of Dictator um, and they've been so supportive of me from the very beginning. So um, it's really nice that even sort of a year and a half on, we're still uh, we're still supporting each other. And yeah, um, I was so emotional. For example, when they um, when they played the Battlelands, I was just like, these are four guys that are from where I'm from. And I know a few of their mums and dads and just like, for example, my mum knows their mum and dad or whatever. And um, and we we didn't know this, actually. Like, we we found this out, like, after we had be- become friends, we realised that our parents, some of them actually knew each other, <laughs> um, just because we're from the same area. But, yeah, and I, I couldn't help but think, like, God, like, their mum must be so proud of them or, like, their dad must be so proud. And it actually made me emotional watching them tackle the barras the way they did. And at that point, when they were playing the Barras there was so many different things that were going really really well for them and I just thought they're so deserving of it because they have worked so hard and they worked tirelessly through the pandemic like they didn't stop they weren't one of those bands that just thought oh we'll just leave it we'll take a break like they really pushed through and as I say they've been really really nice to me the time that they came on your podcast like they've they've mentioned me and that was when I was just starting out and yeah like They've always been um, an advocator for me and like said my name on podcasts and stuff. And it's just really nice to know that they have those sort of good intentions to want to help shed light on on other acts as well. So, yeah, and their music is phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's a really good trait, isn't it? That despite the fact that it would be very easy, and I know that they're not, I've seen the 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 palm of the, the world, the palm of the world in their hands. Uh, the world in the palm of their hands, but it, it's not the case that they're headlining stadiums or anything like that. But they are clearly getting bigger and bigger as time goes on. But the attitudes and their demeanor doesn't seem to change in the slightest. They're, they're still the, the same people, which is is a nice trait in itself as well. Because it could be quite easy to to sample a wee bit of success and get a wee bit snooty and a wee bit kind of standoffish. But it's completely the opposite. Yeah, I mean, you've seen it happen to people. You've seen, but I think, I don't know. I think if you're a nice person, you're always going to be a nice person. I think when that happens and you see, I think it's just you. It's not that people are changing. I think they're maybe just showing their true colours if if they act like that. Like, it's not necessarily that they've changed to become like that. It's maybe they've always been like that, but they've just hidden it better or whatever. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of that in the music scene. So it is, as you say, it's really refreshing when there's a community like what we have and then there's people like Dictator at the sort of head of it um, making sure that that is the standard that they set and so that everyone else sort of follows suit as well. So, yeah, I definitely I, I appreciate that they're like that. Mm, with that being said, it will be a, a nice thing for the for the two of you to share a, a stage at the Vibration Festival at the start of September in Falkirk? Yeah, no, I'm I'm buzzing for that. I'm really looking forward to, because a lot of the shows that I'm doing this year are actually festivals, but this will be the, I think, the only outside festival that's actually, like, in a field. I think it's in a field. Are you, have you been? Not, no, I'm hoping to go to this one, but... Uh... Okay, see you there. I think I think it's well, enough. Well, hopefully you got on site first and you can give me the heads up. Well, exactly. Bring your wellies, exactly. I'll send you the welly emoji. Um but yeah, like I think it's um I, I think all the other ones that I'm doing this year are festivals in theory, but they're in a venue, if that makes sense. So it'll be good to actually be, you know, get a wee taste of what it feels like to do uh, an outdoor festival. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. That was another one that just came out of the blue, like a random email. And I was just like, how did they even, how how did this happen? Like, it's just so cool when things like that happen and it's really fun opportunity. You can apply to be in that. And I, I didn't even apply because I thought, oh, like I'll do it next year. Like maybe not, 
I'm maybe not quite there yet to be able to play it this year. Um, similar to how I felt about King Tut's, but I think it just shows that sometimes you can you can be holding yourself back. So yeah. Yeah, that's we've sort of done the whole kind of what band you would like to to recommend in the kind of usual format that the podcast normally goes in. But who are you listening to just now that that we might be able to, to check out and might not have heard of before? Um, well, a massive, massive fan of Distant Images. Um, they are, they've became really, really good friends of mine, especially Jilly, um, another person in the community that's just like a total best friend, big sister vibe. Um, so yeah, I, I absolutely love Distant Images and they've got a new tune coming out this summer as well so if you if you're not on to them then get on to them they're a duo they do it all themselves um and their tunes are class we saw them at that gig they were supporting silver Har, um and they were amazing live as well so if you get a chance to catch them live try catch them as well uh, jelly's vocals will just blow you away um another person that i'm loving is um an artist called ask alice um, her and I have become good friends as well, but I just absolutely love her music as well. Um, it's kind of like dark electronic pop that she does, and it's all really sort of um, intricate lyricism as well. It's a lot of kind of metaphors and and stuff like that about life and self discovery and stuff. So yeah, she's great. Um, I'm loving um, Brown Bear. I'm going to go see him at his shows. He's doing a tour at the moment. So if you get the chance to to go and check him out, um, definitely go to one of his shows. He's playing all over at the moment. Um, and I've been I've got a lot of his songs on my playlist at the moment as well. Um, yeah, how many do you want? Just one more. You're on okay. a roll. Oh my God, right. Um, wait now, can I just quickly check my playlist? Indeed, yeah. Um, oh, this is this is like I've got wait, I've got so many on my playlist. I'll go for um I'll go for pandas. Um sorry that sorry if I've not mentioned you, it's not that I don't love you, it's that I just I I've I've got so many people that I listen to so many like small bands um on my playlist and stuff. So yeah, I'll go for pandas. They're a Glasgow based band. Again, friends of mine. Um and their tunes are just exceptional. They're such feel-good tunes for the summer. And uh, they have just brought out an EP called Pandemonium. Absolutely perfect Brandon for their for their name. Um, and their tunes are just so upbeat and and live as well. They are they're perfect. They're the perfect band live um, because they're just so high energy. So yeah, have you seen Pandas live? Because you're you're a Glasgow man. Not no. Uh, oh, certainly one I'll check out though. Yeah, you 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 would you. I think you'd like them. Oh, definitely. That's uh, that's on my to do list. Then I'll line that up, and then in about three weeks' time, you'll hear them on the podcast and. I'll be pretending that I've been listening to them for two years. <laughs> and then exactly. I, I, I introduced you to them. Hall of Fame. I'd like to thank you very much for your time today. It's been a, an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Oh, thank you so much. It's been brilliant to chat to you too. And hopefully I'll see you at a gig soon. If not, I'll see you at Vibrations. We can do a wee welly tap. Yeah, absolutely. We'll hopefully get the the touch gig at the end of August before that, though. So it will be a it be great to see you, and I'm I'm sure it's going to go fantastically well. Just before you go, though, is there anything else that you would like to to give a shout out to? Uh, where can we find you on social media, such like? Yeah, um, on social media, it's all just Sylvie Sounds, and yeah, I'll have a new single out in July, so next month. There'll be a new single. It's sort of, oh God, it's, yeah, it's, I, yeah, I won't even go into it. You can just wait for the surprise. But yeah, it's shaping up to be my favourite yet. 
um, it feels a lot more like my proper identity as an artist. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks again for that. It's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast. I'll be back in two weeks' time. Until then, thank you and goodbye. Close can elaborate. Buildings burning, don't want to tempt fate, but I'm starting to emulate how you operate. Check me. Throw my heart around the room like a ragged doll. This is one story they tell it all. Didn't really spend a couple, would be damaged. I'll struggle with the manager. Puzzles save you the trouble. To you, I'm the weekend and alcohol. But Monday to Friday, I have withdrawal. One of different things, should have known that's what young friends in hindsight. But we're never going to be queens and kings. Your last three speeches, tell me you want me. Convince me the way the Pope preaches. Falling rain, my mate to me yours. Falling rain, yours reaches and it pours. Uh, 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 uh.